This podcast is brought to you by Blue Guardian, the prop firm that lets you trade with EAs or any style you like at any time, and is for entertainment purposes only. Our equity curve is a representation of the beliefs we have about the market. You need to be honest with yourself, and traders are not very honest with themselves. They're not looking in the mirror. like They're facing the market, which is like the real, the most real mirror the world has got to offer because that literally will expose all the flaws you can't even see. Music can alter your state of mind. So someone can literally be listening to a song and it's just like led him to into a daydream about the past. And all of a sudden there's a trade and he's just done something impulsively. Whereas the best trades come when you take your time, maybe do it two minutes a day and then slowly like increase the the length of time. You don't want to do it apparently anyways longer than like five, 10 minutes because your brain will wander off. Imagine, yeah. My hand is my thought. Episode 234. What's up, folks? we got Eunice Ward coming up here on the show where we do a deep dive into the trader's mind, touching on topics that are never really talked about. So stay tuned for that so you know that you're not missing out. Other things going on here, we've got a Gensler who's on my live streams breaking down a market phenomenon that isn't, I don't think it's even on the internet. It's come from his ICT background and he's calling it the Hong Kong gap. You've got to see how precise this thing is and you could use, you could add it into pretty much any trading system that you're currently using. So that's a video that's dropping on the channel very soon. Hit subscribe, like, and that notifications bell so you don't miss it. Other things going on here, we've got five traders taking on the Blue Guardian 100K challenge, including myself and a new trader hitting the live streams this week, Zach. So welcome, Zach, to the show. Head over there and check them out. And remember, you can check out that Gensler um, Hong Kong cap trading on the Asian session pretty much every day of the week. Other things going on here, this July, we've got a promo on the Robot Builders Club. So go and check that out. You can get yourself a Blue Guardian evaluation when you join. So folks, looking forward to welcoming some new traders on board in our robot building efforts. All right, let's jump into the show. But first, hear from my sponsor, Blue Guardian. Our prop firm sponsor, Blue Guardian, allows traders to trade any style that works for them. EAs and trade copiers are allowed. Trade through the weekends and trade news. The way you trade is fully up to you. Blue Guardian also has one of the best dashboards on the market, giving you full control of your trades and trade data. And on top of this, built into the dashboard is the Guardian Protector that helps protect you from hitting that max daily loss and stops you over trading. Guard up to 400k in capital with Blue Guardian and receive super fast profit splits in just 14 days. Check out the link and coupon in the description to get 10% off your next Blue Guardian evaluation. All right, folks, we've got Eunice Ward here in the house, all there, all the way over there in uh, the UK. Welcome to the show, Eunice. Thank you, Cam. Appreciate you inviting me, honestly. Well, um, folks, I think we're for a bit of a treat today. So Eunice has been uh, trading for about four or five years, and he's for the last year been giving people some advice and, and into his special world of trading mindset and how you can alter it or some of the things, your patterns you may be doing that are affecting your trading and how to potentially fix them. So this is going to be a bit of a, a mind blower for, for people listening and watching. Uh, so let's start off. Um, Eunice, do you want to give us a quick sort of, you know, highlight of your trading history and and then we'll dive into these uh, mindset kind of related questions. Yeah, so just a quick summary on, on my journey. Um, I've been trading for four years now, going into the fifth year, and um, literally it took me three, three around the third and fourth year to realize that I'm literally going in loops, going in loops, creating the same results. And that's when I decided to 
you know, uh, invest in the psychology aspect of trading because we've always heard it's the most important aspect, but I just, I didn't want to continue just giving it lip service. So I actually did, you know, I did invest most of my time into it and it completely changed changed the direction of my trading career for sure. Well, look, we're going to dive into some questions here, which are going to get to the meat of it. So we're not going to sort of beat around the bush. Uh, so to start off with, all right, so we know that trading is a game of uncertainty. Um, people placing trades don't know what the outcome is going to be, although some people do think they do know what the outcome is going to be. Uh, can you give us an example of how sort of that, well, your thoughts on that and then how it relates to to life, normal life? Yeah, so most things um, in trading, most difficulties, most obstacles, um, if not all of them, they, for me, they have a reflection in our worldly life. And um, uncertainty is, you know, it's the main thing. Without without the ability to embrace uncertainty, you stand zero chance in creating cons- consistency in trading. Um, you know, uh, I've I've mentioned numerous times um, in the past that the mind has a tendency. It wants to feel like it's in control. It wants to know what's going to happen next. Um, and if you if you think about it in life, you know, if I'm praying to God uh, to to you know to to show me my potential spouse, um, I'm not going to you know indulge in the forbidden fruit whilst i wait to be shown who i'm going to who's meant for me like for for a lifetime do, do you know what i mean same as a person that's applying for a job you apply for jobs you're not going to tell yourself ah oh, i don't know when a job application is going to you know be accepted or respond to me so i'm going to go and steal until they respond same as trading you don't know when your edge is going to present itself but you should know that it will present itself if you've built the trust in yourself and in the market so do you see the correlation yeah yeah look i mean my my uh, wife actually went through the whole job recruitment process for the first time and i think she she hadn't been she hadn't worked for 15 years or something 17 years and went through that and it was like i kept sort of trying to remind myself you know, because she'd have get to the interview stage and she'd get to the, I think she had like interview after interview and then, um, oh, you shortlisted, oh, you didn't get the job. Even reference checks, I oh, didn't get the job. So I've kind of allowed, what do you have to do? And you sort of forget that at the end of the day, you're probably going to get a job, right? It will happen. It will happen. And eventually she did. But it was like, at the time, you're sort of thinking, what do I have to do? You know, I've put in all the work, I've done the interviews, I've got the numbers, and nothing and the and the outcome hasn't happened so it does yeah correlate definitely yeah so like like as you just said like if you think about it um most of the time it ends up actually working out better than we expected it's just we go through this like period of being tested like it's it's the same like when i when i wait for a setup you know the the i, I get rewarded eventually mm. and but you just get tested I, th- I feel like most things in life you get tested before you're rewarded and and yeah um again like waiting for like why would i take why would i take a setup why would i try to like control the outcome because i'm waiting for what's mine i'm like what 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 i might take might be somebody else's setup somebody else's edge somebody somebody else's potential spouse i i want what's mine i want what's meant i want what's best for me do you know what i mean so yeah it's it's to develop patience and it's a skill and so so i mean with that in mind like you know 
and, and this really relates back to that sort of recruitment process and um, the, the FOMO, right? So if you, you've got a couple of jobs on the table or you've got one that's come through and you go, well, I haven't had any other offers. I'm going to take that one. Um, I mean, how do you think FOMO relates to this whole sort of uncertainty and everything and, and, you know, jumping into random trades when you shouldn't be, you know, taking that random job that you didn't really like, or you thought was 50, 50 and, and waiting for something better. Yeah. Like a trader that's like a trader that blames FOMO. Um, it comes down to lack of experience. Like the, the thing is traders think that FOMO is like, um, FOMO is the action. FOMO, FOMO is like, like what's the trigger? What actually caused FOMO? And majority of the time, the trader will realize that um, they don't truly know what they want to see. Like the majority of traders in this industry, they don't truly know what they want to see in the moment when they're in front of the charts. They come to the charts and they have conflicting thoughts of like, wait, is my setup present? Um, let me take it and find out. And it's like, we're not here to experiment. All of all of this experimenting and thoughts, this should have been done before you sit in front of the charts. Like Mark Douglas has said it, all of the thinking should be done before you sit in front of the charts. There should be no thoughts. Either your edge presents itself or it doesn't. It's the same as, um, you know, it's the same as like you're stood on the bus stop you're waiting for your bus to appear. You know what it looks like. And you're, you trust that that bus that you're waiting for is going to take you to your, de your desired destination. Why would you get on another bus? If you get on another bus, you clearly are not sure of what you're waiting to see. And, and, or you don't remember that patience patience like how how are you going to have patience without trust? There's like these underlying skills that go hand in hand. So for me to for me to be patient and willing to wait even a couple of weeks for a setup, I had to build the trust that the market will provide a setup. I just don't know what day, but I know within which time window it will. And how how do I how did I develop that trust? Because I've got data to back it up. I've got proven data. I've got like, you know, over 90 setups that are exactly the same. They've just happened on different occasions on a different place on the chart. And, you know, I, I, I like, for example, um, I speak to a lot of traders and they're, they, you know, they, they, like most of them don't even know on average how often they're set up, that their edge provides a setup. And it's like, if you don't know, then you're going to find out for yourself. Whereas I know my edge provides one to four setups on average a month. So why would I take 30 setups in a week? Yeah, twenty six of them are already invalid. Do you see? Do you see what I mean? You need to. Yeah. You need to understand your edge, like you understand. You know, and and, and even then, I mean, I think you even need to understand, like, okay, you, you might get what you know, two or three a month, but then I'm sure that when you went back testing this, you would have had months where there were no setups, and so therefore you've got to be. I mean, you may not have, but um, you've got to be ready for that month where you go at the end of the month, are oh, there were no setups? Uh, okay. There's probably going to, so that's, that in itself is difficult. I mean, how does somebody get to grips with, with that on a day-to-day -day basis? So they're like, you know, they're, they're there going, there's a high chance my setup's not going to appear for somebody who's like, you know, swing trading like yourself. Yeah. Again, a lot of it, a lot of the confidence will come from collecting data, um, whether that's from backtesting or, and, and also combined with live trading, 
um, because you're going to collect. So, for example, when I was when I when I was um, when I was trading my edge, um, I know I know that the last two three years in August, there's there's this the only month that didn't provide a setup. So I've decided to already that I'm taking this August off. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. Um, what you said is is it is incredible. Again, um, it's not about it's not about when to know when to be in the market. It's actually more important to know when to stay out the market. And again, if I know it presents one to four times on average, and there are some months where it presents once, then when I, for example, miss an opportunity, but I don't call it miss unless I was actually in front of the chart. So you don't miss something if you weren't present when it occurred. That's that's more like it's not meant to be. You, you was elsewhere. You don't. What's meant to be will not miss you, and what's meant to be, you know what I mean. What's not meant to be will miss you. So, um, so if if I was in front of the chart and I missed the trade for some reason, I was you know I was looking for longs when it was shorts, then. Um, then I understand I'm I'm able to accept that based on that data that okay I've I've just missed a trade that could be the only one this month but I'm still yeah. going to be shot like a razor blade because there still could be two three more that appear but if they don't I'm already and it's just again I've spoken about this acceptance is a big thing in trading do you know what I mean folks I'm here in the black bull markets trading floor and I'm surrounded by their customer support agents who are ready to take your calls, emails, or live chat 24-7. Now, if you're a newbie or experienced trader, you know your trading's in good hands. It's, it's funny, you just he just gave me like a nice little analogy there. Like if you were to, you know, when you cross a road, right? And there's, you know, you wait for the, a break in the cars and then you cross. I suppose going in and, you know, missing a trade is essentially if you're going to just stand on the road and wait for the cars, the cars are going to hit you eventually, right? You know, you, you just, if, you, if you, you're waiting for that time to cross the road, that's essentially sort of what you're doing. You don't want to cross, you don't just stand there and take everything that comes comes along and, and you know, you're not going to be there very long. You're going to probably end up uh, in the in the ground. Um, one thing I did want to uh, touch on there was, so you mentioned people like to experiment and it is, you know, it could be experimenting with crossing this road here. Um, why do they want to do that? Why do people want to not just sit out and they go, well, what if this, you know, what if, what if, what if, what's the sort of thing that gets people in that mindset of like, okay, well, my setup's not here, but that one's kind of like my setup. And I just want to, I want to see what would have happened. How do they deal yeah, with that? Um, what are the sort of tricks and stuff to, to, to stop people from doing that kind of behavior? Yeah, it's a very hard one. That one took me a very long time to overcome. Um, I still notice thoughts of like my my you know my my mind trying to get me to 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 almost be convinced that I'm seeing what I want to see, but I'm not. So we all have a trader in us, and we all have a gambler in us, and it's very important to know who's at play in the very moment because the trader um, uses their deliberate mind. So I'm not sure if you're aware of this, but um, I've dug into this in detail, and this is a game changer where there's the intuitive mind. And there's the deliberate mind. The intuitive mind is the one that that answers like two plus two or ties your shoelace, something that doesn't require a lot of conscious effort. The deliberate mind is when you really need to use your conscious effort. And um, there's a great like trading psychologist where I I learned that like um, 
you know, when you're at the chart and you first come to the chart in the morning, even after like a great morning routine, sometimes your brain just like does like a, it, it, it's just like, it does an analysis, but like w- without using much conscious effort. And it just builds like a, you know, an analysis, like, oh, it looks like longs based on this. But if you, if you actually challenge that analysis, you might realize that, oh, no, no, this is actually shorts. It's not longs. And that's because the deliberate mind, that's, that's the, you know, the, the, the deliberate mind is when you're, like I said, when you're using conscious effort to actually, Mm -hmm. so what I do is I actually challenge my analysis. I challenge my, I challenge my analysis, my initial analysis, because, because I, when I challenge it, I'm, I'm intentionally now I'm like me as a trader, I'm intentionally trying to identify, is this actually my edge or was I about to trade on autopilot do you know what i mean yeah so so like in regards to your question they need to understand that like the deliberate mind they need to um they need to again it comes from honestly it comes a lot of it comes from lack of understanding their edge because because lack of understanding your edge has affected now your belief that you have a long-term expectancy like an actual an actual profitable edge in the long run and 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 so you're just going to try and make things happen like now rather than if you truly knew that you know this is what you want to see and if you did this at the right time you're going to be profitable in the long run you would do it but because you don't know that you're just you're trying to make things happen it's almost like some kind of uh i mean especially for you it's almost like a and there's a, there must be a level of acceptance where you've accepted that you know two to three setups a month is what you're you're happy with because you know it works right so you've got that acceptance and that was and how did you get that acceptance how did you accept the fact that like i don't want to try and trade every day i don't want to be in like multiple trades a day um i don't want to be in like at least one trade a month a week or two two to three trades a week so how did you get to that point where you're like you know what this is i'm i'm happy with this i don't need to go any further or is it something you you know, think more maybe yeah, in the future. I will go further. I don't know. How do you how do you compartmentalize that? That's a great question. Um, I I didn't suddenly I didn't suddenly accept it. You know, you can't like you can't sometimes suddenly accept the reality of things. I actually had to I had to first accept it's a reality before I actually can accept like okay, wait, you need to develop patience to be able to adapt to that reality. So so it took me time so first i went from you know trading taking this much trades to taking this much as i slowly that acceptance became realer and realer within my dna like i truly as i accepted more like internally that that, that there is only one to four setups a month on average i started to take i saw myself take lesser and lesser and lesser trades to the point where i i i've i've clearly evidently shaped my perception of trading where before it's not it's not that it's not that they want a trade every day it's it's that they want to be in the market every day there's a difference they want to have that winning feeling every day they want to be because trading you do know the market is the biggest place for entertainment in the world and they 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 want they want to be entertained and whereas i've changed that I've reversed psychology where I I feel 
like a trader when I'm protecting my capital by staying out the market, such as this week, three days in a row, no trade placed. I look back, I haven't missed anything. I've just protected my capital. So if I was in the market, it would have been some sort of loss. So so that that to me feels more of a trader than when I'm in the market. So so for me, it's like also like, you know, people talk about like find an edge that suits your personality. But have we forgotten that your personality shapes your personal reality and how you think, how you act and how you feel creates your personality and you can change your personality. So so I never used to be this patient. Mm -hmm. I actually used to be impatient. I used to get frustrated when when the food's not ready on time, let alone wait three weeks for a setup. So, so patience is a skill. And I, I, I accepted that I have to, I have to develop it. And again, you know, it reflects in life. If you don't have patience on in life, you don't have patience on the chart. And if you can develop it on the chart, it'll reflect in life. So, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It just reminds me of like when I, when I went to uh, get married, which was in Fiji of all places, I was living in the UK and had been there for probably five years, maybe, and living in London. So I was like, you know, things happen. It's got to happen like this. Get to Fiji, order order a beer, I think it was, in the pool. And like three minutes went by. I'm like, what's going on? What is going on? Five minutes went. I'm like getting stressed out. I literally just landed. And then like my parents look there and they go, it's Fiji. It's Fiji time. And they the beers arrived like in 20 minutes after I ordered them. And for, that was the first day. By day three, I'd, I'd changed. I'd changed. My level of patience had increased. It's like, okay, it's Fiji time. I, I'm, you know, I'm going to wait for my meals, going to wait for my drinks. So you're right. You can change your personality to a certain degree in, in terms of the, um, the patient side. Now, what about, you know, people jump on um, – social media and they see you know other people doing like maybe trading every day or getting these huge wish risk to reward ratios or um they, they're getting it in their ear from their spouse or family members or parents or whatever it is you know what are you doing you're wasting your time you're not making any money you're losing money you're spending all your time at the charts how do how do you how does somebody get around other people's opinions in in their trading yeah, so comparing yourself to others is, you know, is the the thief of happiness. Like it's the number one way to 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 be unhappy. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I personally I'm inspired by people creating not better results. Understand um a trader that's creating better results doesn't necessarily mean they have a better edge. It means they're able to follow their edge better than you can follow your own. So for me, um, I'm inspired by their mindset, um, which is very few. Um, and the, the hardest, the most difficult thing for traders, um, including myself, what I went through is you go through a long period of time thinking that you're trading for yourself, but you're not. You you began by trading for yourself, and then and then all the all the doubts and the criticism from your family and friends led you to now the next few years you you know most traders most traders are trading to prove somebody that it's not a pipe dream um and and i went through that for a long time um and when you do that you don't learn from your mistakes you don't learn from your losses and stuff so 
you know, and unconsciously um, like comparing yourself to others can make you feel like your speed of self-development, your speed of progress is slow. And it's everybody, everybody progresses based on different variables. Like, you know, this person might have more time to study the charts. This person might be focused on the right thing. So, so I think like, you know, um, you know, uh, what's the, what's the, what's the solution, what's the solution to, to, to that? What, what ideas do you have to like, to help somebody overcome that? Like, I mean, I, I personally, I struggle with that all the time because I run a trading podcast and like everyone expects me to be like some kind of, you know, whiz kid trader and I'm, and I'm just not. And, you know, I've, it's my journey has been a long one. So, I mean, I'm interested to hear what you sort of, what thoughts you've got around how does somebody who has got that sort of pressure on them, you know, whether it be family members or, or friends or even just seeing stuff on social media, how do they overcome that? I think when it comes to trading, it's different to like NBA and like these high performance sports, because in NBA and football, you can be like, there is a top goal scorer. There is the best footballer. There is, there is like Kobe Bryant in, in NBA. Do you know what I mean? But in trading, you need to be first, you need to be content with what you've been given. So I'm content with my one to 20 setups. Like I'm content with my, my progress, my results. Um, this trader, whether he's creating better results or not, like I said, I'm inspired by your ability to, to follow your rules, but it doesn't make me feel insignificant because I, when I, when I compare myself to, to people, I compare myself to the people that have less than me. So, so it doesn't affect my happiness or my self-worth. Um, that's how I live my life. I compare to people, I compare myself to people that have less, less than me that are, I'm are less fortunate than me. Do you know what I mean? So, so, so I'm. I always feel like, obviously, that you know, I show gratitude and it's it's, it's blessing. But um, when it comes to family and friends, it's very tough. You you have to you have to turn the noise down. Um, and a lot of it are the the close ones around you that are causing you to to you know jump on the chart or trade out of urgency because because you need to prove to them it's wrong. So you need to where, and you think you do that by, you know, catching a winning trade. And if you do that and you're lucky next time, you're going to do the same thing when your mum. I mean, I grew up like, I honestly, if the, if the people, if the closest people around me, which some of them were extremely supportive, but if the people that I needed support from supported me, I probably would be like successful a lot faster, but I had to fight my my self doubts were created by you know the adults around me that were telling me like you need you need to get a normal job dude like you need to get out of this fantasy that you're in and and at some points at some points when you're having a losing streak or you blow a challenge you will start to think wait are they correct like is this a could this be a pipe dream but with me i've learned the difference between successful people and average achievers is they've got this strong sense of self-belief. And I don't know how I got around my, my self-belief, but I told myself from day dot that I imagined God putting a letter through my letterbox that said, you are going to become an extremely successful trader. I can't tell you when, but you're going to become it in the next few years, let's say. And you 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 now act different. So you now you now don't try to rush the process. So for example, Cam, if like if you got a letter through the door from 
whether it's a high power, but something that you, someone or something that you really trust, yeah, their words, you got a letter that said, Cam, you're going to be making 10 to $50,000 every month in three years from now. Yeah. What would you, how, you, don't you think like you'll live your life and you'll take actions in a different manner in that three years? Because you now have yeah. this like certainty yeah. that you are going to achieve your goal. That's what I mean. I, I, I've approached this game. I've approached this process as if I'm certain I am going to make it. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. so I'm, I'm chilling. like, I go, I go, like, you almost start living your life like you've made it sometimes. Yeah. And I, I mean, think but, that's what even attracts yeah. it. Belief is, is, I mean, something that's come up in like, I think the last few interviews I've done, are, they're not necessarily on the show yet, but they, they're coming up or, or they've been. Belief is, is, seems to be a big, a big thing. And I do remember one that I had ages ago where a guy, similar to what you're saying, said, grab a laptop, go down to a cafe and sit at the charts and pretend you are that trader who is trading from a cafe and just pretend, just pretend, just make it like that's your pretense is like, if I'm going to be a trader, this is what I'm going to do. And so build it into your mind that, okay, this is reality. And then the belief comes you know, very shortly after that. Uh, so yeah, that is interesting. I mean, what about like, um, can somebody undermine this kind of belief with, with say, for example, bad habits? Um, and how does that affect their sort of trading? Uh, bad habits is a big one. I mean, I get tons of DMs, you know, telling uh, people telling me like, you know, I'm addicted to, to, I'm addicted to like adult content. I'm addicted to, um, you know, this and that, um, how do I quit it? Um, I personally, like, honestly, like I've had to use, I've had to use God to, to, to quit any habit that, that, that I, I want to quit. Um, and that's, and generally like when you look at successful traders, honestly, you kind of like, you kind of notice like most of them, like believe in some sort of higher power. And I think trading is one of those careers, like, I'm not going to talk about it too much in detail, but trading is one of those careers where I think it requires assistance from from the higher power. It requires assistance. Um, it's not you can't do it. Like I'm not saying you can't do it alone. I couldn't do it alone, and I don't think I'm able to. I was able to quit some habits alone um, without the assistance from God, and that just shows how hard it is. So when people, you know, turn around and tell someone like you're just lazy, like you can quit porn by like you know. Um, redirecting your thoughts to like something else or exercising no it's not that easy it's not that easy if it was that easy we'd all be you know we would all be quitting habits and not quitting them for like a month but actually quitting them for, for good um and they do affect your performance in trading um sometimes i've actually told people like with certain habits you can't even be consistent whilst they're going on in your life and the reason is they're soul destroyers they're they're soul destroyers they mm. they affect your they they affect your sense of self worth self worth because because it's the same as like you know you're, you you don't want to do something but you have no control over it so now it affects your trust so when you're at the market you, you know how are you going to trust yourself if you can't even control yourself out off the market you know.
Tired of missing trades or spending hours at the charts? Introducing my Robot Builders Club. With our platform, you can build bots in minutes, not weeks, without any coding required. Get lifetime access to my video course, VIP community, and over 40 ready-made robots. Works with MT4 or MT5, and as a bonus, you'll get three months access to my Robot Lab, where we build and test bots on live calls every week. Join the hundreds of traders who are trading smarter, not harder. Click the link in the description to learn more, get the free training, and download a free robot. Have you got some like Soul Destroyer, like a, a top three that people might be doing so that they can walk away and go, here we go, maybe I can stop doing these things? Different things can affect you. Like listening to music whilst you're trading can affect your state of mind because music has the ability to alter your state of mind. So if you're, if some people can't sit still, so, so they can't accept that boredom. When they say trading is boring, it's meant to be boring. They can't accept that. So they just like, you know, um, switch between YouTube tabs, playing music and stuff. And music can alter your state of mind. So someone can literally be listening to a song and it's just like led him to into a daydream about the past. And and he, he's now, and all of a sudden there's a trade and he just, he just done something impulsively. Whereas the best trades come when you take your time. Like if you think about it, even yourself, you know that the best trades are the ones that like we anticipate, we're anticipating it and we wait for it and then we pull the trigger whereas the ones you quickly jump the gun they're yeah. not even they're not even nice it's, they, they, and they, they end up being the losers the wins yeah. are never rough the wins are never like um you know you're with your daughter or you're you're playing a song or something or you're daydreaming oh, oh my god there's a setup there's the entry um no that's the subconscious you went on autopilot and yeah. it quickly took over it yeah. quickly took over i mean i've i've i used to be uh i used to do that like so the worst one would be getting to the charts and like within a, a minute, oh, there's my setup. And then you're, like, you're in the trade. It's like, how can I possibly be in a trade within a minute? I can't even analyze the thing in a minute. So how was I? I've seen the trade. I've seen the setup or probably part of the setup and jumped in. And then, so you're already one, one hour down or whatever, you know, you've lost the first trade. Um, it's funny. You're talking about this, you know, higher power kind of stuff. It's, I mean, it reminds it just reminds me of what a, the documentary I've seen with Arnold Schwarzenegger, where he was very much like he he'd set that belief in his mind. He just basically embedded it in there. I don't know if people have seen this documentary, but he had like you know pictures up on the screen of these bodybuilders that he wanted to be, and he believed that it was going to happen. He could see himself up on the stage and taking that you know number one um, spot, Mister Universe. And then I think he did the same with the the movie biz, and then possibly well i'm not too sure if he did it but with the politics thing as well so it was all predetermined in his mind that this was going to happen and similar to what you're saying around you know how you saw it happening for yourself and and then made it made it obviously work or well, it did it did sort of come to fruition so um there was obviously some measuring going on here around your progress how did you measure your progress so you you know you're able to feel confident in in what you were doing and be able to sit out, you know, let's call it 20 trading days a, a month. Yeah. Um, um, in terms of like progress, um, you know, uh, the, 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 the moment that I decided to go into psychology was when I, when I literally accepted that our equity curve is a representation of the beliefs we have about the market. So I was like, no, my equity curve looks like a roller coaster. So something is something is wrong. And but the thing is, after that, it still took a while to see changes because I still had trading like 
dominate my life it was like it was like where my faith is today it was like the it was like the core is trading and everything else is like around it whereas now it's like my faith is in the middle and trading my mind my body my family and friends are around that and everything fell into place because you know when you prioritize the wrong things you're not you're not going to be happy even if even if you even if you make money it's like it's like basically making your your spouse you know your root of happiness it's like she's not she's not responsible for making you happy do you know what i'm trying to say she don't deserve that so so um measuring my progress is like i measure a lot of things so so my my prog- like i measure my morning routine i measure my i measure my daily habits i measure if i followed my trading plan i measure a lot of things and the way i do that is quite phenomenal because i i i know it sounds strange but sometimes i'm falling asleep and there's just like these because you're in like theta or better state or whatever it's called yeah, theta, like, yeah, theta state. yeah and there's these thoughts that come to my mind and it's just like what why don't you why don't you write down all the possible obstacles you face from the moment you you're like from the moment you're going to sleep to the moment you pull the trigger in the market and then I realized, oh my God, it's like, okay, what are all the potential reasons that I don't fall asleep on time and have a great sleep? Okay, next, what's all the potential reasons that I might not complete my morning routine as I should? Okay, what's all the reasons that I might I might find it challenging or to, to, to build an analysis or wait for my confirmation or when it's entry time or even when I'm in the trade, what are the, all the obstacles that I might face? Some of them might be like, um, you know, I, I, you might struggle with a target or whatever. So, so doing that, I've now, I was now able to bring all the obstacles that I sub- unconsciously face to the, on paper. So, for example, like someone might not complete their morning routine because they've had a bad sleep. They've woke up tired. They've listened to that voice that said, it's okay of skipping meditation today is fine. Like you can do without it for one day. Um, It's raining outside. Just stay in bed for 10 more minutes. I've literally wrote down all the obstacles I face that affect my night routine, morning routine, um, analysis, waiting for a trade when there isn't an edge. So remember, People think there has to be an edge. Like the good thing about like patience means there is your edge is not, there is no narrative. There's no, there is no analysis. You've done an analysis. So when you come to the chart, you don't analyze of shall I buy or short? You're actually checking to see if your edge is even present. Like it might not be present. When it's not present, you're waiting for your edge to be present, let alone the confirmations and then wait for an entry. So so yeah, um, I measure my progress like on my notion. I, I and on my phone, like I'm constantly like ticking, like I'm constantly like literally writing that. Basically, I spend I spend some of my day self-reflecting, like every day. Because that's what I was going to ask was that like given the fact you know two to three trades a month, and it's not unusual. I've had other traders on who take one trade a month, and um, what do you do to fill in the rest of your time? Because you got to think, you know, there's there's a lot of time here, and I'm guessing at this stage you're not necessarily, you know, trying to discover or backtest your your strategy or anything like that. That you've done all that sort of stuff, you're now confident in what you're doing. So it is that self reflection thing across the course of the day. I mean, can you give us like an example of your morning routine for, for say or your nighttime routine? 
Yeah. Um, my morning routine um, is involved. So, so I, like a couple of years ago, um, someone gifted me um, a book called The Miracle Morning. Now, that was the that that ultimately was the beginning of everything um it's it's really strange but it's like that book yeah it's, it's like it's called miracle morning and it's like the eight the eight habits that help you win the morning before 8 a.m and now that book the writer of that book sold millions and now he's actually teaching it to kids in school because those eight habits which are journaling meditating exercising um and there's a couple more um and what i do is i've got like i've got i've got like a to-do list like tick box yeah and i just tick them off in the morning so i wake up i do this however i started by implementing that the miracle morning routine long enough to realize okay these habits are good they, they make you happy they make you more energetic but now I need to add the trading habits in the morning that prepare me for uncertainty, which is um, mental visualization, studying my best and worst trades. So I know who I want to be and who I don't want to be. So I'm very familiar before coming in the market. I'm already familiar of the trades that I, I want to wait to see. I remind myself um, and just, yeah, just sitting there, just, just thinking about who I want to be. How do I want to think? How do I want to act like, like, who, who do I want to be today? Like what, what would make me happy? Like by the time it's the end of day and I put my head on the pillow, what, what would I have had to do to, to be, to be happy, to, to be content? Um, so, so yeah. So. It's interesting you say the, the, uh, the, the visualization. So not a lot of people talk about that. And I know Tom Hugard, who was on the show, uh, I think it was earlier last year, uh, talked about it as a part of his routine i mean how do you and i know i've tried to do it i tried to do it and i couldn't really i struggled to do it because my mind just kept wandering and like trying to picture a trade in your head is actually quite hard it's quite hard to do so what have you got any tricks or tips to help people try and you know visualize it visualize a trade in their head yeah, it is quite hard. And I actually still find it difficult today because it's not it's not a habit that I do like loads. I'm actually still trying to get to a point where it becomes like I become good at it. It's practice. Um mental visualization um is, you know, the 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 correct way of doing it is when you, you know, you you visualize a trade. Um, say for example, you visualize being in a trade and it's it's going in the direction that you want it to go and you visualize your mind you know that that voice coming and telling you like you know you, you want to take you want to close this trade or close partials now you know just in case it comes back to to break even and then you want to you you could you, you want to visualize um how 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 you, you you normally would respond and how you the new way of responding so you might afterwards visualize taking a a deep breath into your belly and then slowly releasing and then and then just holding on to the trade reminding yourself that you know the 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 part of my trading plan is to hold the trade full volume until tp so it's like that it's not that hard but i think our brain just it it just doesn't want to do it so it's a matter of doing it for like maybe do it two minutes a day and then slowly like increase the the length of time you don't want to do it apparently anyways longer than like five ten minutes because your brain will wander off but i found more 
I found more, you can combine visualization with meditation. So, so, you know, I found more effect, like impact from, from meditating, you know, like mindful meditation, like sitting there and just, 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 just noticing, you don't even need to like, like at the beginning when you're not great at meditating, your focus is your, your breath. But afterwards, it's called flexible awareness. Open awareness is when you just like you're just sat in stillness, and every time your mind wanders off, you you don't even need to bring your your attention back to something. Just mm. just notice notice the thoughts that actually actually took you away from the present moment. Notice them, and when you're ready, come back. Yeah, do you know? I, I, mean? I actually I um, did I did do it once, or not once for for a period of time. I was doing it before I went to, went to bed. And I think it was working and I've stopped doing it because I'm just, I was just being lazy. I think um, where I'd just sit in the front room, like in the dark and just go right now. I can think about everything that's happened in the day and I'll start from the beginning of the day to the end of the day. And my mind would just go like, it just go crazy. And then at the very end of it though, like it could be 20 minutes in because you're just sort of going through like, what happened next, what happened next. And then it would finally get to the point where I'd be like, oh man. And that was the meditation bit, but it would take me like, yeah, sometimes 20 minutes to get there. Other times, maybe five, seven minutes, but it would get there and I'd have this meditation thing. Then it would start wandering again after a while. But at that point I was like, okay, I've closed the book on the day and I can go to bed. And I can't even remember if I actually got decent sleeps from it, but I'm guessing I probably did because my sleeping has been pretty average since. Um, right. Talking about being present, I mean, how how important is it? Yeah, so like like what what you were just saying, like it's it's important to know that you you you're not don't expect to always have like a great meditation. Like it, it's not it's not meant to be like that. Sometimes the monkey mind is going to be all over the place. Sometimes you're going to experience like a real yeah ability to just like be present for like that twenty minutes and barely your your mind barely wandered off. So don't expect it to always be. It's just a matter of always turning up. And eventually I would encourage like people to actually. So I'm at a point where like I don't only just meditate and notice thoughts. I actually I I like. So, for example, imagine, yeah, my hand is my thoughts, right? Imagine, yeah. When it's at arm length. When when my hand, I've got long arms, <laughs> but when it's at when when it's at arm length, yeah, and that's your thought, and that's the thought that's saying like, oh man, like oh, surely this is my edge. Like let me jump in this trade. Yeah, you see when that thought is at arm length, I'm able to to watch it and decide what to do with it. So 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 my I've literally got my thought at arm length, and I'm just like, wait. My mind is telling me to jump in. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this in a piece of paper and chuck it in the recycling bin. That thought and continue focusing on the objective. Whereas when you don't meditate and visualize and prepare yourself for the market, that thought is here. Yeah, yeah. You see how it's fil- it's filtered your view of the market already. Like, do you know what I mean? That's, that's so that, a great you know, way to look at it. So that distance between you and your thoughts, that's the you know that's the response rather than react that you need to create that space. Yeah. I mean, and I think like people just even doing that as a little technique, you know, get your, get your arm out in front of the, um, and just before you're placing a trade is my, am I, am I thinking in the right way? Is this like a thought that 
has just jumped into my mind or I'm actually sort of, you know, can I look at it? It's a good little way, to, a good little trigger there. Yeah, I mean, like, think of it, yeah? In your daily life, you don't want to pay, you don't want to pay 100% of your attention to the external world because your actions and reactions will be from your internal world. So you need to save some of that attention so you can be aware of how you're thinking and feeling towards what it is you're looking at. Because ultimately, we trade our beliefs of the market. We like what you think is high, I might think is low. I might think it's a good time to buy. You might think it's a good time to short, but we're looking at the same thing. So save some attention. Everybody, sorry, not everybody, but most, like a lot of people, they don't save any of their attention. So they're 100% of their attention is on that nature they're looking at. 100% of their attention is on the market. Whereas with me, a lot of my intention is, is, is I'm looking at myself. I'm looking at what am I thinking whilst I'm looking at that? Because if I'm not aware of it, I'm just going to act and then notice after why I did what I did. Yeah. And that's something we'll talk about in a minute about um, how I journal while I trade, which has been a game breaker. Um, I learned from some videos of traders on Wall Street or whatever. So. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's funny because I think, I mean, it did, and I, I play football and, you know, I think a lot of that, and it probably gets ingrained in, in me and a lot of other people is it's all instinctive, right? So you you don't have time to think most of the time and you just do stuff, which going back to trading is probably, kind of not great because you, you, that instinct kicks in and you just want to you know just going to do without actually sort of looking at yourself and saying am i doing what i should be doing am i following my rules um what about like talking about it's all subconscious stuff right so what does identifying hidden subconscious beliefs look like oh wow um uh so the thing is yeah uh, I, I'll talk about this, um, but you 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 should understand. Like Mark Douglas um, has mentioned that um, we don't actually need to identify like all our hidden beliefs that are controlled in our actions, um, because we, if you if you can instill the new beliefs, the correct beliefs, which is like anything can happen. I don't need to know what's going to happen next to make money. Wins and losses are randomly distributed. If you really instill the new beliefs, they will replace any conflicting beliefs without you noticing. However, there may be some beliefs, there may be some beliefs that um, that you're unaware of that you need to identify. So I'll give you an example. Yeah. And it's like a, it's quite a, think like, if someone was in the underground station, yeah, just imagine yourself, yeah? You're in London, you're in the underground station, you're on your phone, some guy barges into you while he's, he's running past and you don't say nothing, but in your mind, you're like, like I should, I should go and teach him a lesson. You thought that, but you never said anything, right? Now, this person goes home and he breaks down this belief system. And what that belief system looks like is there's characters within us. So there's like, there's characters, there's, there's, there's the villain that, that that's like aggressive wants to show him like he shouldn't have done that. There's the, there's the, um, there's the, there's the hero that thinks. So for example, let's just say this, this person has gone home. He's been barged into, he's gone home. He wants to identify what caused him to emotionally react and get annoyed and almost go and show that guy like that. You shouldn't have done that. He sits down, breaks down the table. Yeah. 
and he 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 writes like villain so that his villain character is the one that wanted to like do something aggressive the he had the hero the hero wants to go and show that guy that he shouldn't have done that that like that doesn't happen in this world like you, you know someone like trying to make the world a better place the princess um the princess character is someone that like it's, it's the character that it expected so for example like he sh he shouldn't have he shouldn't have barged into me like and then he associates the emotions he felt so anger disappointed and then anyways after breaking it down he might come to a realization that the princess character had an underlying belief which was people shouldn't bump into others in the train station they they, they don't have a reason to and then he looks at it while he, he's breaking down and he's like wait that, that that's ridiculous this is train station people might be in a rush and all sorts and 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 now he's he's created skepticism about that belief and if you create skepticism about a belief you're not gonna you're now you're not gonna react the same next time it happens because your hidden belief was nobody should bump he had a belief before even being in that train station that nobody should bump into someone else they don't have a reason to be in a rush it's that they don't have a reason to be in a rush and when he creates skepticism next time it happens he's not gonna think let me go and show this person like to never do that again because he now believes that people do have a reason to bump into others so he's now just yeah. do you know what he's I'm rewired, rewired his belief basically he's rewired his belief um what about like so you know trading is a game of probabilities you know you've done the data you talked about data before you've collected it you worked out the probability of your system um how does that relate how can somebody relate that back to their sort of real life and sort of i suppose embed that in their mindset around having a probability mindset um when it comes to probability um so collecting data is just like honestly it's key like collecting data has helped me like identify which setups i can take before before which red news and after which red news because without data i don't have like i've got like these bunch of setups but then i've got 40 of them so i i would go in so it's called deliberate analysis as tom would say it's deliberate analysis is when you have your purposely you've created like without the right questions you won't find the right answers so if i ask myself okay which trades were before cpi red news okay these 34 trades okay how long before cpi news how far was price away from the news announcement if i'm if, if if i'm in a trade do i need to get out before cpi or am i going to be like these bunch of traders that are just on forex factory and they're like red news uh let me get out so they just get out without a reason to or they might stay because their minds convinced them that what if it what if it comes out in my favor and then they get hit by spreads because they they were in the trade where it's close to where price is um, the news release and they've lost more than they've initially risked and that used to happen to me so so then I've got so so I understand which trades I can stay in how far from the price ha, like how much does this this news release move the market that's what collect, collecting data can do for you again traders come to me and they're like how do you hold trades for so long it's like that's a skin in itself that didn't happen overnight again from collecting data of the bunch of trades I've caught and the bunch of ones I haven't caught, but I would want to catch, I've identified which trades run longer 
So, so I've decided to stick to those ones. They, they not only run longer, where do they stop and react on the chart? And I've aligned that with the risk to reward and technical. So collecting data will tell you which trades to, which trades to hold longer, which ones, you know, just so much about them. You're literally understanding the characteristics of the setups, the, the, the A plus setups. Now, and I, when it comes I, to, I don't know your strategy, right? So I, I, it's hard to sort of say, but I mean, have you got any tips when somebody is collecting their data around? like not fudging it themselves or making mistakes or being sort of biased around which setups they take and which ones they don't, i.e. kind of breaking the rules that they might not see in real life. Have you got any? So, so when, when I'm, what I'm, what I'm talking about, and look, I've, I, I mentioned this because I've done it myself is when you go back and you go, Oh, that's a setup. I'll take that. That's a setup. I'll take that. That's not a setup. I won't take that. Or, I missed that setup because it didn't play out, but it was the setup, but I couldn't see it because it didn't play out. So therefore I missed it. But in real life trading, I would have taken it because at the time when you don't see that it didn't play out, it looked like the setup or it was the setup, but you missed it from your back test. How do you, how have you managed to overcome that around, you know, not being hundred percent certain that the data you've collected is 100% what you're going to trade going forward. You have to fail forward. That's the thing. You have to fail to get to the point that you're speaking about. You can't you can't just like backtest or collect data and suddenly you're going to do the right thing at the right time all the time. That's that's not how it works. You have to collect data and then practice it on the chart. And what I do is I do things in steps. I don't try to become good at everything at once. So I collect data and it's like, I might, for example, spend some time collecting data on the entries, like how they all look like exactly. Because what I'm doing, what's really interesting that nobody really talks about is I'm not only, like Mark Douglas said, found repeatable, like patterns that repeat themselves that I can capitalize off. The whole thing, like I'm trading some, the whole, like a repeatable narrative, a repeatable confirmation pattern, a repeatable entry model and a repeatable target. I'm, I'm trading repeatable setups that, that do, that hit the same target every time. So, you know what I'm trying to say? So, and they have the same kind of durations and the same pip count. And so, so like when I'm collecting data, I'm going back and looking at these trades and be like, okay, um, you know which ones um which ones like go on to do this so then i decide next time i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna hold this trade longer or i'm gonna cut 50 percent and let 50 percent run till tp until i can learn how to hold full volume um so it's like a step by step you can't because you have to build the experience and confidence and there is a lot of confidence you can build from collecting data like seeing some so for example if you if you see something do something over and over again, you're, you'll build confidence that it's going to do that again, right? But but being in that, being in the trade and actually experiencing it is a different thing. Mm. And when you experience it over and over again, it's like an epiphany. It's really hard to describe in words. Like I can't even, nobody truly understands what it is. It's like you figured the market out without sounding arrogant because you now you now like, 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 I'm just confident. I'm just, I just, I'm, I'm certain 
that if I stick to the trading plan after a series series of trade, it's going to work out. Yeah, I'm yeah. certain. So, so I don't I don't think of closing earliness, but yeah, it's experience. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I think for, for you, it's, it's it's kind of. Well, I mean, with the way you trade and you know the frequency of trades, I'm I'm guessing it's kind of hard to probably pass the a prop firm challenge that's got a time limit, unlike these guys who who've got unlimited now, but. Um, I mean, how, can you talk us through the patience around, you know, just talk about patience, you know, how do, how can somebody be more patient with their trading? Yeah, so, so, so like, as you said, it could be more difficult for me and the people that trade my way, because if, if, if we miss the trade or two that presents itself, because it's bigger risk to reward, but if we miss the trades that present themselves, or we're not at the market at the time that it, it presented itself, then yeah, we could fail a challenge because of the time constraint. But who cares? That don't define that don't define my my ability or my skill set as a trader. Like honestly, not not at all. Um, so I'd still rather do the same thing and fail because of time constraint than than these people that you know encourage others like just just jump in if you've got like a few days left, like jump in. No, because I'm not here to reinforce bad habits. Uh, I'd rather fail. I'd rather fail by keeping it real and doing the, the right thing than pass doing the wrong thing. Do you know what I mean? But um and again, it's it's patience. Like, how could you build patience without building trust in the market and in your edge? Do you know what I mean? My patience comes from trust. My trust feeds, you know, um my confidence that I will win if I do the right thing. And my confidence, you know, feeds my inner dialogue and my inner dialogue. Do you know what I mean? as Tom would say. So, so like trust, like how, like I'm patient because I trust my edge will present itself some somewhere in the month. And if I, and, and that trust, like I said, gives me the confidence that if I do the right thing, I will win. Um, I will come out a winner. Um, so it, all, it all sort of ties in, doesn't it? The patience comes from, it originally stems from the back testing, which gives you the data, which gives you the trust, which gives you the confidence. And then it's just a case of you know reinforcing or sticking to that habit, which is probably the the hardest thing that people um, tend to tend to be able to to do. Now, last question here before we wrap this thing up. So, um, I mean, it seems that you know successful traders seem to have a belief in themselves than even just you know the old average achiever does. I mean, how do, how how is this belief sort of you know? I suppose we've talked about it a little bit, but I mean, can you talk about a bit more around how how is that that self belief? Can, how can somebody give themselves that self belief where they go, okay? Um, and I'm not talking about getting the data and all that sort of stuff, but more of just of a belief of like, I I am going to be successful in this. I can make money in this. It can be, you know, it's going to be my sort of like, you know, what I'm going to do in the future. How can somebody? Yeah, 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 for sure. I just remembered something. I, I'll, I'll definitely answer your question, but just back to patience, quick. Um, I don't know if you've heard of like macro patience, micro speed. So it like it allows you to gain clarity towards like a, a fixed long term like goal. So for example, like if I want a healthy long term relationship. If I want financial freedom, if I want to build a successful business, it takes years. It takes an, a decade to do that. But on the day-to-day -day basis, I'm fast. I'm I'm like I'm working very fast. But but what I want to do, what I want to achieve in the long term, I understand it take it can take long. Whereas traders have that reversed. 
on a day-to-day basis, they're quite slow in the way they move, the maneuver and stuff, yeah? And then, and then in their long-term vision, they want that to happen overnight. You know what I mean? So, so for me, it's like, we need to act in a way of urgency, but in a healthy way. So for example, like I see people like walking to the gym and taking their time. It's like, how do you have so much time on your hands? Like I'm, I'm walking fast, like military style to the gym. There, there's every, every minute counts. We're not, I'm not only going to be held accountable on how I spend my time in this world. I'm also, I'm holding myself accountable. Do you know what I mean? I really, I really cherish time. Like whether whether you're you're not married or you're you've got a family yet. I think I think time is time is time is expensive. So so um so yeah. So I think time flies. Not a lot of people talk about it. How time time flies, and it's not because you become adults. It's just it's just a week. A, a day a day begins to feel like a week. A week begins to feel like a month. A month begins to feel like a year. And people think people start to try to fight that. And they try to, they think they need to succeed fast because of time. But the way of succeeding is just as old as time. It's 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 by being patient and putting in the work. <laughs> Do you know I, I think I think you make a valid point there around time as being it's almost this uh people get it wrong. People get it wrong when they when they start out in a particular trading style or strategy or whatever. Like, I mean, I remember back in the day, I'd be like, what a daily strategy trading the daily candles, oh, that's going to take forever. Oh, it's too slow. All this kind of stuff. And the reality is when you actually trade the daily strategies, you know, you only have to go at the charts once a day. And, you you know, you do your analysis and you, you place your orders and, and away you go, or you place your alerts and away you go. That's actually a good thing. And, and the thing is your days add up. So you do a week, like a week in your life is just, it's five days. You've got five candles there. You've got five candles, multiple markets. All of a sudden, that time thing just expands and you go, if you can get through that little bit of initial slowness or what appears to be slowness, which could be, you know, I'm going to trade the four-hour candles. Oh, this is slow, four hours. But after three days, you've had like lots and lots of four-hour candles to go through. Um, but at the initial outset, you're like, I'm at the charts. I'm waiting for a candle to close. I've got another three hours, 59 minutes to go. It seems long. What are your thoughts on that? Because I, I think there's something in there and, and nobody's ever really talked about it. Um, I think like when when it comes to like that, um, it's 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 all like there's a lot of things combined, right? So 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 for me it's like um yeah, like I said, uh pe- people People, people feel like there's just so much variables that cause someone to to rust something. Or the thing is, the process like takes a while, and you will be you will be putting in more effort and hours until it becomes habitual, like the consistent traders, where they're at a point where like you know it's like they still have to you know like be present, everything, but they just come to the charts. They 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 they've built a high level of like trust that they're going to do the right thing so they can spend minimal time whereas when you're not at that level yeah you do have to put in more time like behind the scenes to develop the skills and stuff but the quicker people accept like the process um and set themselves like a big a longer term goal they'll just be happier because mm-hmm. but again why would they set a longer term goal if they don't have the self-belief and i feel like self-belief is like it's created again there's, there's so much it's it's trading is like a puzzle it's like a mystery and it's crazy it's like when one piece is missing it's like 
the puzzle's now like it's it's shaken you know what i mean it's it's yeah, it's it's, it's un incomplete yeah it's it's incomplete and one of the things is like self-belief it's like you need to be honest with yourself and traders are not very honest with themselves they're not looking in the mirror like they're facing the market which is like the real the most real mirror the world has got to offer because that literally will expose all the flaws you can't even see but the mirror in real life you can see and they're still not they're still not telling themselves like look i am addicted to the market i, I haven't even taken two weeks off for the last four years like, do you know what i mean like i i i i i do have like gambling like like tendencies or i i do wanna i do wanna like be in the market to fulfill my void or loneliness or i i want a good feeling i'm addicted to it, or i have bad habits or i'm acting out of desperacy i want to escape my nine to five job or so the first step to change is being honest with yourself otherwise you know where's the self-belief going to come from how are you going to believe in yourself if you don't even if you haven't even become honest with yourself who you yeah. are you know yeah 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 it's um yeah I, I think that's sort of like having longer term goals and even even if it is like just go if you're going to be trading the four hour time frame or a 15 minute time frame or something like that and you even think that's too slow just give yourself a week say let me see how it goes after a week and then the next week i can i can assess and trust me after that first week you'll be like this is actually pretty good because I'm I'm spending less time at the charts and I'm and I'm doing doing my following my rules versus like sitting there going I don't want to trade four hour candles because they're too slow or something like that you know um yeah, right yeah, let's let's yeah. dive into that last question here around uh, self belief so getting yourself that belief that you are going to be successful at that at this how how can somebody go around that about that um I think I think they need to like. You can't just wake up and just like believe in yourself. You need you need to like you need to like break components down. So I I'd say like I'd advise everyone yeah to to actually like 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 pause for a second pause pause of trying to become something and actually go and identify what it truly takes to become that something because because most are trying to 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 be some something and they don't actually know how to be it. So they're just trying and they're they're in they're actually heading in the wrong direction. And and that's why it always feels like they're close, but never close enough, because to 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 become a professional trader, you need to develop certain skills. And and if they can identify them, then you need to identify how you how how you develop those skills. And then, and then you need to identify how you're going to develop those skills. Because my way of developing the skill might be like, you know, I work on one skill at a time. I work on detaching results from my ego for like a few months. I work on execution. I work on like, like flawless managing a trade well for like a few. Like it, these are there's so much skills that make a trader, and you you want to like develop them, work on them like one by one. Some some like if you develop like self awareness a high level of self-awareness it, it it just it works the others by itself so for example like just being aware of like you know you might have an argument with your spouse and you just know that that it's not a right time tomorrow to trade because it usually affects your state of mind because you try to like make up for it by being in the market so that 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 awareness so i think um yeah i think i think they need to like break the components down like really understand the skills required 
like like undoubtedly so for example like you can't you can't be consistent without thinking and probabilities you can't be consistent you can't be consistent without self-awareness and this is why i could have one conversation with someone and i know i know what you're about and um because because it's psychology becomes part of your identity as a trader if you're if you're if you're truly a trader you you can't you can't speak without you know this this kind of language or the, these kind of topics being uttered like here and there whereas some people can talk about technicals for a whole podcast and never mention something about mindset but how 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 did how as a trader how are you able to do that when when trading is 90% or if not 100% psychology and it's it becomes part of your identity do you know what i mean mm-hmm. hey look um this has been fantastic chat uh Eunice um we're going to wrap things up here so what's the best way for folks to get hold of you yeah so uh, you've got my instagram um you've got my instagram which is Eunice ward underscore so i'm sure you'll attach that in the description um um that's it for now I'm, I'm being encouraged to create a twitter apparently the twitter space for 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 trading is is, is starting to like ramp up now it used to be crypto but but for me it's like i need a reason i need a good reason to 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 add noise to 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 what i already have otherwise I, i'm not just doing things just for the sake of it do you know what i mean so but instagram is a great place to like you know catch some a lot of value there's a there's a free telegram channel now with like nearly thousand people and it's like i'm constantly dropping some very helpful tips in there awesome well look um folks what we'll do is we'll put a link in the show notes so you can go and see uh Eunice's page there and all links to his you know social medias will be there so if he gets a twitter then you'll be able to go and check that out um hey folks until next time i wish all my listeners training happiness and success all right folks there you go interview done and dusted with Eunice. now do remember we've got that video dropping with gentler this week the hong kong gap you're going to want to find out what this market phenomenon is and we also have a new trader hitting out our live streams with zach doing the 25k blue guardian challenge and we've got an update on those challenges at the end of the week so if you do want to see how not just zach's getting along but how gentler's getting along and myself even with one of the robots from robot lab live then go and check it out over there on trading that and last but not least we are doing that promo on the robot builders club this month of july where you're going to get yourself a blue guardian challenge if you join all right folks enough from me have a great trading week and we'll see you in the next video